Thriving in divorce and beyond means not having to worry about the safety of your children when it comes to co-parenting. With alcohol abuse on the rise, many co-parents are turning to the system committed to providing proof, protection, and peace of mind. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. Soberlink's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Pull back the curtain on the mysteries of parenting time and trust the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology to keep you informed and your kids safe and secure. To download the resource I created with Soberlink, Divorce and Addiction, A Guide to Move Forward, visit www.soberlink.com backslash Susan. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. So I had to get to the place where I don't want to say I don't care what other people think, but I had to realize that there was a greater purpose that outweighed the the shame I felt. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I have a new friend and expert for you listeners. She's someone that I met recently. Um, We connected on Instagram. You guys are always meeting my Instagram friends here um, and the experts that I find there. But Beverly was someone that we connected with and she had me come on her podcast and we were talking about, which is called, by the way, listeners go listen. It's called, I love the name, Her Empowered Divorce. I was recently on it. I'll put a link to her show and to the episode. I was talking about the biggest divorce mistakes people make. Uh, But as we were talking about that episode, she dropped a little tidbit into the conversation about something that has happened or happened several times in her life that made me immediately say, oh my goodness, would you come on the show and share your insights? So please let's welcome Beverly Price, Divorce and Empowerment Coach. Thank you so much, Beverly. Oh, thank you, Susan. This is such an honor to be here with you today. I've been looking forward to it. Well, and I just told you, I have two Because as you know, I've been in the divorce space in some capacity for many, many years, and I have never met anyone with this particular, what should I call it, qualification, (laughs) 
history. Um, and, you know, we're laughing because it is so unusual. But immediately when you mentioned this to me, I knew it was something that would also give you a great deal of insight and probably has something to do with why you do what you do and you do it so well. So one of the things we talked about to drop the the episode topic here into drop this, the bomb. One of the things, yeah, <laughs> let's drop that bomb. Uh, one of the things I said to you or we were talking about in that conversation was that I had been married before and you said, oh, me too. And I said, oh, were you married be once before? Or were you married before? And you said, oh, more than once. And I said, oh, twice. And you said more than twice. <laughs> so why don't we just put it out there? <clears throat> Beverly, how many times have you been married? I've been married six times divorced four times, widowed once, and happily married in a very healthy relationship now. So let me first say <laughs> congratulations on getting it right. Um, it took I me a while. I'm a slow learner. <laughs> Well, or you had a lot to learn. Maybe it's not that you were a slow learner, but I, your path has been very diverse in mm -hmm. all of your marriages. Um, again, because we're laughing, some people might think this was an entirely lighthearted journey. However, we all, all know divorce is never a lighthearted journey. And you've actually had um, some very difficult experiences along the way. But I find it truly, uh, you know, just breathtaking, honestly, that you have been through all of this journey and you choose to live in a space of empowering women going through divorce. Absolutely. So I think that really says it all about your journey and what you've been through. So just tell us a little bit about, you know, this, the, how far this goes back when you got married, maybe the first time sure. and how this is unfolded. Sure. I got married the first time in my senior year of college, and um, that lasted very briefly, lasted one year. We had dated all through high school. Not long after was the second. Uh, then there was a period of a few years. And then my third marriage is, was where my children came from. When that ended, I waited six or seven years married and on and on. And I've been married to my current husband now seven years. So typically in the last few, the length was somewhere around seven, eight years each. Okay. And they and do talk statistically about the seven year itch. Right. I think the average length of a marriage or the average uh, number of years a couple has been married is eight years, mm -hmm. um, statistically, at least in the United States. So you've been sort of in your later marriages in that range. I contribute to that average very well. Yeah, yeah actually, and, you might, you might be the baseline. What, and what I didn't tell you, Susan, was that my husband has also been married multiple times. So uh, we hit double digits together. So there's a lot of experience yeah. um, along the way for, for both of you. And I will say, you know, I'm now married twice. Uh, my husband's been married twice. He was married before me. And we, I know with that experience just how much our prior experiences have contributed to this, what I would say is the success of our 
uh, yes. relationship and marriage and partnership. So hopefully your five prior marriages and your husband's prior marriages helped, you know, get you to this point where you have this, this wonderful marriage and partnership today. Yes. You know, the thing I, that I think about, and again, we've been a little lighthearted here, but one of the things that really always jumps out at me is, and this even jumped out when you and I started talking about this, because I think I said to you, would you be willing to talk about this on my show? And the undercurrent of that is the shame and yeah. feeling of failure that so many people have around divorce. And I, I wonder about your thoughts regarding that, because I will to give you, you know, huge applause and props. You have said, no, no, I am more than willing to share my experience to help others. Yes. Um, yes, absolutely. There's the undercurrent of shame. This is the first time I've spoken publicly about it. I uh, historically have shared one-on-one -on -one with other women to help them deal with their shame um, and to not feel alone. But there is, you know, when um, I even saw a Facebook post in a group I belong to and a woman said, I don't understand how any woman could be married more than once. I never want to be married again. What goes through their mind? How could they? And she went on and on and I could feel it just kind of coming at me. What I had to do was remember how I have healed in my journey. And that is all about I can take my experience not only and have it help me appreciate and build a healthy marriage, but almost as importantly, I can give back to other women. And when I find that when I am helping other women, it's a very selfish thing because I actually get back more in return. And I think that goes to the core of the human experience yes. is that, you know, we, we truly thrive when we help others. And, mm -hmm. the, but the fact that you're taking what has multiple times in your life been a very painful experience yes. and you're willing to share that with others. And I, I thank you for talking about this for the first time publicly here, because I think this is a conversation that is worth having because there is, you know, just like the, the one person. And by the way, as a divorce attorney, I, I, if I had a dollar for every client who sat in my office and said, I am never getting married again. <laughs> and then they did, yeah. right? You know, so it's an understandable thing. But there's so much judgment mm -hmm. that comes from that space where people are coming at you, right? You and I were just talking about this. People hear you've been married six times. And do you think there's a judgment that they then make about you? Oh, absolutely. I'll never forget um, the day my mother-in-law came to me and said, have you really been married six times? And the tone of it, you could feel it. I think there are a number of things that go into it. You know, human beings tend to be judgmental by nature. But I think sometimes there's also a fear behind that. And that is, you might be contagious. Yes. You know, I don't want to be married multiple times. I don't want a marriage to fail is one approach. Another is just simply what's wrong with you. 
And what's really interesting in that is not one person making those judgments has ever asked me for my story of the why and what happened and the background. So it's just like many things that we judge people. We judge people that are different than ourselves. And it's it's very human. So I had to get to the place where I don't want to say I don't care what other people think, but I had to realize that there was a greater purpose that outweighed the, the shame I felt. Right. Because and I do feel shame. You know, and you and look at the statistics, you know, not only of failed marriages, but then the increasing failure rate of second and third, and they stop at three. They don't keep going. I have talked to many women that have been married multiple times, and it is, it's almost like that dirty little secret that you right. just, you keep. You say, yes, I've been married before, and that's, that's it. But I want women to know that um, I don't even like to say necessarily that we made mistakes, although some people use that term. But I like to think of it as learning experiences that were very painful. And I've learned in my life that I really only do growing from pain. If everything's hunky-dory in my life, I'm not going to do the deep work I need to do to change me um, or to stop blaming everybody else and take a look at myself. Right. And that's so very true. And I think it's so important what you just said about people judging, but no one's ever asked you for your story or yes. for the why. And so if I may... Can we ask you to share that with us? I grew up in a uh, middle-class family, had everything I needed materially, um, had two parents that were extremely protected, but protective, but they um, weren't skilled at fostering self-worth and self-esteem. And this is no blame on them because their parents weren't skilled and didn't pass it to them. So I grew up in life feeling like I always had to do to be better. And I grew up in life with this somewhat of a hole in my soul that I thought um, attention would fill and make me feel better. And it did temporarily. Um, and so as I went through life, what I learned was there were opportunities and things on the outside that I would try and bring into my life to fill that hole. And one of those was men. Um, and I was taught that marriage was the appropriate thing to do. And so I got married very early. I married my high school sweetheart. And, um, and then things just started to go wrong. And what happened was there was something deeply lacking within me that I expected someone else to provide. And so when I got married and that husband didn't provide that and didn't make me feel whole and strong and worthy, then I said, nope, I need to find that thing. 
almost like an alcoholic chases that feeling in each drink, I I needed to find that sense of completeness. And it took, sadly enough, for um, divorces for me to get in so much pain to realize that I was the common denominator in all of those failed marriages. And my husband at the time came to me as we had separated and said, Beverly, you make everyone's life miserable that you come into contact with. And normally I would have lashed out at him and started a fight. But for some reason at that moment, I realized he was telling the truth. And that pain was so absolutely intense that I decided that um, it was time for a change. I almost had to become repulsed by the person I was to be willing to do the deep work and the painful work to change and do almost 180 degree change in me and to learn how to fill that hole in my soul without it being something on the outside. That is so powerful. And, and my heart hurts a little for you. Oh, um, thank you. I'm, I'm sorry that, that you went through that. And I, as hard as it had to be to hear your husband or your estranged husband at that time say that to you, there was a gift in that moment, wasn't there? Yes. And I even told him, we talked um, not too long ago, he was actually making amends to me for certain for his part in our marriage. And I had already made amends to him. I told him, I said, that's the greatest gift besides our children that you could have ever given me. That is, is such a wonderful aspect. And as you said earlier, right, the growing out of that pain. So I, I can only imagine that moment of pain in mm -hmm. that realization. And I, I, by the way, I connect with it very distinctly. I, I look back on the person I was married or the person who was married to my first husband, and I don't like her very much. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think my current husband would have spent five minutes talking to her. I tell my current husband the same thing. You wouldn't have liked who I was. Yes. Listeners, I know that divorce can be one of the scariest things you face in life. But what if I told you that you can move past your fear to divorce with dignity? Are you ready for an extraordinary new life? That's the promise of Better Divorce Blueprint, the number one best-selling book from credential mediator, certified divorce coach, and director of coaching for Divorce Right, Paulette Rigo. So if it's time to prioritize your happiness, join Paulette in a supportive circle of like-minded women for a seven-day retreat in beautiful Belize. And you can tune in to episode 175, which was entitled Your Blueprint to Thriving Through the Chaos of Divorce, to hear all about Paulette's journey. Remember, you too can triumph over divorce to build a healthy, joyful, and satisfying new life. So go to betterdivorceacademy.com and find out more. Stay tuned for more from Beverly Price as she shares her journey from feeling so much shame after five divorces to how she found empowerment and happiness along the way.
I urge divorced women is to take that time to learn about themselves, to not just do divorce work during the divorce, but do it after the divorce. Look at yourself, look at your ex, look at that marriage and assess why you were attracted to it. Learn about yourself because if you don't, particularly abused women as I was, tend to repeat the same pattern. They become attracted to the very same thing. If you are enjoying this episode, be sure to check out last week's show with Professor Stephanie Tang, who joined me to help explain the many intricacies of the best interest standard when it comes to child custody and what it all really means. The best interest is, again, very broad. You're trying to really balance the goals between promoting certainty and predictability for families while leaving discretion for recognizing each family's unique circumstances. But because of that breadth, there's a lot of lack of predictability between different state courts. And now we return to today's show. I resonate so much, and I think listeners will as well. And I think there's an additional aspect to this that people need to recognize. And it's something that I think societally is changing a bit. But, you know, you mentioned that you were looking to fill sort of a lack that you felt in your life. And societally, in the paternalistic society in which we live, marriage was what a good girl was supposed to do. Absolutely. So you were trying to, you know, fill that space and do it, it by conforming to what was acceptable. Yeah, I actually, one of the things that has spurred me on to not only do divorce coaching, but blend it with empowerment coaching is the statistics that I saw that said that 79% of women don't feel confident. And to me, that's criminal, but it's true and it's also hidden. And so if you take that fact and then you add the shame of divorce on top of it, just imagine how low a woman's self-esteem can be in divorce and self-worth, whether she chose to leave or he did. Um, it's, and I think it's something that we don't acknowledge and we don't nurture. And then um, the Dove, Dove Soap did another study that talked about how terrible the situation was for young girls. And they studied the same thing over time. And the, the kind of the arc is that theoretically the confidence when you're in your twenties and thirties as a woman is very low. And then supposedly it gets higher, the older you get. And I can say now in my sixties that yes, I feel that, but I sure didn't feel that necessarily in my thirties and early forties. Oh goodness. You know, you're saying that and I'm thinking, you know, I'm in my fifties right now and I feel the best about myself I've ever felt in yes. my life. And it has nothing to do with how I look, mm -hmm. which was so important to me in my twenties and thirties. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with my status in the world, it has to do with who I am as yeah. a person and the life I've built for myself, including my relationship, but it's not all about my relationship. Yeah, I think there was a period where I um, 
turn to work and achievement as the thing that was going to make me feel okay. And I felt proud that I could be this senior executive, single working mom and get through it. And everybody thought I had it so together. But on the inside, I was absolutely dying. And I also, in this search for this feeling of being complete through marriages, I also um, didn't do the best job teaching my daughters how to have self-worth and self-esteem. And that's very, very painful. That's almost more painful, or it is more painful than the multiple divorces, because I, you know, I keep going, I should have known better. I was the one, you know, and, but I was again escaping. And I have again, since been able to make amends to them and acknowledge, you know, what was lacking and hopefully so that they can now move forward without that hole in their soul. You know, truly such an important part. And I had not thought of that, but, you know, I, I have talked about on other episodes and with other guests about the fact that, yes, our children learn from what we do mm -hmm. and see that and then mirror it in their own lives. And, you know, I, I think for your daughter, there's that benefit of seeing her mother go through this experience several times but come out in the end in a strong, powerful, happy relationship. You know, my, my husband, when people uh, talked when we were getting married, he was, you know, getting married for the second time to a divorce attorney. People were kind of like, <laughs> what the heck, dude, right? And he said, second marriages are the triumph of hope over experience. Yeah. And... That's second marriages. You are the epitome of the triumph of hope over experience and the fact that you have found, you know, a relationship that that nurtures you and supports you and that you support and nurture as well is a wonderful thing. But you're also now showing that to your children, all of your children. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I had to, daughter. you know, I had to acknowledge that not only did they have some of the typical baggage that children have from divorce. But if I felt shame, what did they feel? And so I had to, that was another very painful, painful, another digging deep, even another layer. I call it peeling the layers of an onion sure. and, um, and facing up to that and acknowledging it and now trying to be the best mother that I know how to be. Well, and in sharing it, there's, you know, I'm one of those people that believes we can learn from other people's mistakes, right? They say that you can't, but I very much believe that there's huge, it's one of the reasons I do a podcast. There's a huge power in people sharing, I shouldn't call it mistakes, sharing our experiences, sharing what we've gone through. Uh, people can call it whatever they want. They can call it a mistake. They can call it learning less, life's lessons, mm -hmm. whatever, but there's huge power in it. Um, and there's freedom in that, right? You're, you're be able to free yourself from the judgment and the perceptions of other people. Um, and, and you're doing that by sharing this here. I, I do want to ask a little bit, because I know in one of your relationships, 
There was also the, I don't even know what to call it, added complication doesn't even begin to go there, but of intimate partner violence. It was um, actually in, in five. In in five. And so, yeah. you know, to go through that uh, in your fifth marriage, um, I can only imagine how did you make the leap from that experience, which had to be at the top of the heap of difficult divorces um, to then be able to find a successful and, and fulfilling relationship. Well, I think it goes back to that, that same pattern of the whole and the soul and the searching for somebody to fix me. That meant jumping from one relationship right to another. And if that isn't one of the most important things I urge divorced women to do is to take that time to learn about themselves, to not just do divorce work during the divorce, but do it after the divorce. Look at yourself, look at your ex, look at that marriage and assess why you were attracted to it. Assess what you contributed, what they contributed positive and negatively, and learn about yourself. Because if you don't, uh, particularly abused women as I was, tend to repeat the same pattern, they become attracted to the very same thing, that attention. And as we all know, a profile of more of the abusive partner is that attention. Now, I didn't experience physical violence in all those at all, but I experienced a lot of emotional and verbal abuse that the shameful thing is so many people don't even consider that abuse. I did an episode on my podcast called, but he didn't hit me. And, you know, that's, that to me is, is another dirty little secret that I hope to put out in the open that, that that verbal and emotional abuse can take such a toll and can be on top of all those negative tapes from childhood. You know, I still had it going on that you're not good enough. You're a disappointment, da, 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 da. And then you add on the verbal tapes from an abuser and it it just creates this this depressed kind of state. Oh, I I can only imagine and if you think about the internal pressure I would imagine that there was with you know you you have had relationship after marriage after marriage and they've ended in divorce there's additional pressure I would think that you would put on yourself of I don't want another divorce. Yes. I don't want, right? And so, and then there's the societal shaming, but there's an inner shaming, I would think as well. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there was in one scenario where my youngest or my one of my daughters was having problems. So we were seeing a therapist. And in one of the sessions, she wanted to see me alone. And um, I said, well, I'm going to stick this out because I want my daughters to see that I can stick it out for the long haul. And she said to me, you're doing quite the opposite. 
by allowing someone to treat you this way and having her see it, you're sending her the message that you're not worth it. And in turn, sending her the message that she as a woman is not worth it. And I went home that night and ended that marriage. Um, It was such, such a painful jolt. You know, again, I feel the little cracks in my own heart hearing that. Uh, But flip of that, you know, the universe provides when you've needed a strong voice or someone to give you um, some some direction. You've had people who and and your gift is that in that moment you were able to hear it. Yes. So before we we end, you know, I want to make sure that we we share with people you've shared one tip that, you know, for someone who's going through this to take that time to do that work. And I've said it, and I'm sure you have as well, right? You feel so miserable going through a divorce. There's such an urge to find a new relationship and and like jump right in. Exactly. But but you said it, right? You're going to just do the same bad things over and over again. So definitely taking the time to do the work is one of them. But what other advice would you have for someone who's ending a first marriage, third marriage relationship before Um, they move on? Absolutely. Well, I think that uh, certainly therapy can be something to explore childhood issues that drive certain behaviors in addition to actual divorce work with a coach, I think is important. Looking at on paper, who is your ideal partner? On another piece of paper, assessing you. And then asking yourself, am I the kind of person that that ideal partner would be attracted to? And if not, let's do the work to get there. Wow. That, that, I didn't see where that was going as you had me making out the two lists in my mind, but wow, that's powerful, you know, and, and it goes to what you and I just said, you know, what you said to your ex, your current husband and what I've said to mine, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't yeah. have given that woman the time of day if you met the, the original me. One last thing I have to ask you, because I, I think the, the word empowerment gets sort of a bad rap in a lot right. of ways. And and it's truly so gosh darn important that I, I want to let you have the last word on you're an empowerment coach. You work with people becoming empowered, helping them to become empowered. And you yourself have clearly journeyed that path. Why is it is it not something, you know, why is it such an important journey for everyone, but especially women to be on? Well, I think it. Number one, it deals with how rich your life is going to be. When you get to the end of your life and you look back, did did you fill your life with uh, robust experiences? And did you fill your life with the ability to love others and be kind to others and be a full and giving person? Do you have the ability to look in the mirror and say, I really like this person? Do I know what my voice is and do I know how to use it? So in part, I like to think of it as um, some people might think this image is kind of goofy, but think of something like Wonder Woman or whatever. 
here I am and here Wonder Woman is. Step into Wonder Woman and feel that, feel that change. And isn't that something that every woman should have? Does Doesn't every woman deserve the gift of that strength of self, that love of self and that worthiness so that every woman understands that she is beautiful. uh, She is a woman of beauty and dignity and worth. Now that's, that's such a gift. And it's one that only you can give to yourself. That is not a gift you're going to get from someone else. So Beverly, I, so I'm great. I'm just so grateful that you were willing to share your story with my listeners. I think there are so many golden nuggets in this episode and in your journey. Uh, what is the best way? I've told them and everyone, please go listen to Her Empowered Divorce. But you also have Facebook group and the website. Please tell us how people can get in touch with you. Sure. Well, my website is herempoweredivorce.com and you can get to the podcast through that. You can get to my blogs. You can find out about the community. I have a Facebook group and I have a face-to-face virtual group on Meetup for divorced and separating women. And you can find me on all the social media at Her Empowered Divorce. And thank you so much, Susan. This has been a true experience. Uh, Well, this, uh, honestly, I've (laughs) I've so enjoyed hearing your journey and that you would share this. I feel very privileged and and again, grateful that you would be willing to share this with me and my listeners. This is, uh, this is powerful. Um, Your life uh, is powerful and your experience is powerful and uh, you are going to empower a lot of my listeners. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.